Okay, so we are here for the podcast. I'm super excited. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I have Alana McGee here, uh, a great friend, uh, and also someone that has led the way for me as a trailblazer into um, anti-diet culture and throwing off some of the the shackles of body image and how messed up that can get and disordered eating and everything that I've made a lifestyle out of. So I'm excited to have you here. I'm going to go into my first little riff and I'm going to maybe ask you to join in just depending because you know, I like to talk a lot. So um, the intro for me is I'm going to try to always do one thing I learned each week. Okay. It's kind of my vibe. So because I think if I'm not growing and evolving, then why? You know, why am I here? Um, And it's certainly not to worry about my weight anymore. Yeah. So um, (laughs) this week... And it just became clear to me when I was driving home from the gym today with Alan, mm-hmm. and um, I let him have the radio for three minutes, and um, which <laughs> means like it could be Van Halen or like some shit. Like I didn't even know. Like it was bad. I kind of hated it. But as we turned into our street, um, thank God for Chrissy Hind because she came on with Brass and Pocket. I was listening to the lyrics, and I've always loved the song. And I'm like, I just pulled out from it like the I'm special part. Um, like no one else is special. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Not that I'm a narcissist. I mean, I've been with plenty of them. But, um, you know, to me, I'm like, I do feel special now. Like at 50, I'm kind of embracing what's special. And um, but the song goes on to kind of be like how you have to curry favor. Like, I'm going to make you notice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Use my arms, my hands, my legs. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. And make you like me. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, to me, I thought, you know, that was kind of one of those like serendipitous moments because I'd had this experience yesterday of interviewing for a Newport Beach library trustee position. And I went in there like feeling special and deciding not to curry favor. Like uh-huh. be yourself. Uh, yeah. And it felt really good. But I think the part I had to, to the, kind of take a big gulp, not 7-Eleven big gulp, but like right. a literal Which, big, by the way, I love. Literal, so. big, yeah, right. It's I mean, fine with me. That's maybe where <laughs> we're going way. after. I promised you lunch. I mean. It's fine with me. You could be yeah. going to 7-Eleven. Right. Good. I'll get you a Slurpee. Crushed ice. Yes. It's all about. Oh my gosh. You know, oh, that's another topic. I'm like yeah. really into ice right now. I don't know what that says. It well, might be Freudian. I know where to get it. Chewing so. on ice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I know. it's it, Murphy's like, yeah, that's pretty Freudian. I don't really know what it means, <laughs> but you're probably pretty effed up. <laughs> So um, it was funny because the reaction I got from the mayor and the city council people, all of whom are great, you know, nice folks were like, it was, I felt like it was mixed and I'm not used to like mixed reactions to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to take like a moment and just go, okay, you know what? I'm owning me, showing up as me, not like trying to get a job. Right. You know, just trying to like be me and say, if, hey, if you helpful. like, yeah, if you like what you see, mm-hmm. I'll volunteer and do this thing. And if right. not... So it, it felt like at the beginning, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm used to. I think the city council, that's a weird vibe anyways. Truth. So it was good practice. That's what I, exactly. Like when I walked out, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like it was good practice being me and kind of going, fuck it. Well, it's really a decision to be the new you every day. And it's super hard because it's really easy to do what we've done for 48, 50 years. Yes. Right. And that's. The perfect segue. But when you bring up that song, special to right. me, I mean, not to go deep right off the bat, but, you know, when I, I have a son with special air quotes needs, yep. which to me, when I heard that, I thought, but what's less special about me or my other kids or you, you know? So I feel like with the word special, every, we really are all special. 
because we're all different and unique in ourselves, where he's not more special because of his chromosome and I'm not less special because I'm fat. You know, we're all special. So that word is really weighted to me. Right. Because it's not, you don't get, one person isn't extra special than the next. And that's such a good point because I'm so into like the wordplay thing and I always have been since I'm a kid, right? Yeah. So maybe it's like, unique or something because I feel Mm -hmm. like we're you know I see plenty of like memes and stuff where you know it's like an inspirational quotes about you know you're the only one that can be you right right and so maybe that's a better way to frame it and it is so true if you just think about it that way yeah I love that there is no one above the other true and special kind of implies like that there might be exactly like so I love that and so that's was our always like well you're no more special than anybody else Right. But not in a bad way. Not in like, a, no, there's no. You're there's amazing no in your way. Value to it. Right. It just, you are you. Yes. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I, most of us don't own you. And, no. you know. And that's one thing that we're going to be talking today about kind of unleashing the shackles of diet culture um, and owning yourself, really. And I think at the core, it's like it can have a diet culture framework around it. We're going to talk about that because I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. But I think. You've just brought, Alana, like the essence of it is like, you know, this is about owning who you are. Mm -hmm. And figuring out who you are. I mean, for so long, you don't know because you're just doing robotic life the way you were taught or you thought was appropriate. You know, I thought my value, my life's purpose was to be thin and athletic. Well, what, what what does that get you at the end of the day? Right, and so then, then who, it's a who real told proce- you that? Yeah, like, well, that's family, not something. Right, okay. it's a real process learning. Oh, that isn't like there's a meme right now that's your your life isn't about paying bills and going on a diet. Right, you know, <laughs> and it's true. And you just go, oh my gosh, what a f- effing waste of time. Right. And when you read that, you're like, fuck. Yeah, like no one, like it's nobody so funny. told me. Nobody told me that. Yeah, totally. But it seems so ludicrous when you see it and read it. It's so but stupid. like when you think about it, that's what we've been chasing. Yeah. It's or I always compare it to my husband who has all these degrees and this professional business and everything. He was out getting degrees and I was out getting skinny. Yeah, I mean, and, and like where do you do with that? And where is that mandated? What do you do with that? And like and it's hard. And I think one thing I do want to say is that I want to make sure that we're both and whoever is listening doesn't hate on themselves for where they've been before they got the tools to understand where they should be going. you don't even have to get out of that right now. Right, you don't. That's a good point. That's a real um, protection mode. And sometimes you need to be in protection mode just to make it through the day. True. And that's okay. Yeah, completely. More than okay. Yes. So talk a little bit. I want to talk about, I mean, part of me wants to kind of explain like this movement mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to encapsulate it, but I want to talk about to you, like what this movement means about like throwing off the diet culture piece. Um, there's so many ways to frame it. Cause there's the intuitive eating thing. There's a million ways to frame right? it. Right. Yeah. So like if you had to boil it down into like a few sentences, like what does it mean to you? Well, to me, it just means freedom. Really? in all parts of your life, not just the eating, not just the eating component, but really just you, you don't have to do anything that anyone tells you to do. Why are we doing things that we were taught? There is no, no one, no one knows where this all originated from, except that we all just want to fit in. And so fitting in 
in food, in partying, or, you know, there's so many aspects to fitting like clothing, in everything. Like, yeah. yeah. Looks, blonde hair. Is that right. in? I'm going to get blonde hair. Boobs. Are those in? Let's right. get boobs. But for me personally, it was just giving up the thought that I had to live within a system that told me I wasn't good enough if I wasn't thin. Okay. That's a great, like, so, that's the elevator pitch you know, to me. It's really not about food. No. At all. And it never has been. No, it never has been. Plus, but when you live in that culture, you don't even know when you're hungry, when you're not hungry. So the food is kind of a starting point that opens up for all of your life, your relationships, your, you're just thinking, what, why do I believe this? Is it value? Is it valid and real? Or is it not? And if it's not, you figure out another way to think. It's all thinking. Right. And I think that's... So it does start there. So I think it's it's one of those things that, you know, again, we're going to talk about, you know, diet culture today, but I think it's it's really good. It's almost it's almost like the practice of being present is questioning mm-hmm. why you're thinking the way right. you're thinking, why you're doing the things. Are, is this what, really what you want to be doing? Is this you? Are you getting anything? Are you putting in to the world and to life right. by worrying about your carb count? For me, no, it's not going to work. No. But we were taught that. So it's unlearning, relearning, and then deciding what to do with all that information. Are you going to do something about it or not? You know, you don't have to. You can just simply become a more intuitive eater and move on with your life. Or it can become something bigger that goes throughout all you do. Do you want to, are you comfortable talking about your journey with like food and diet? Sure. I mean. Would you be willing to share some of like where your journey started? I started my first diet when I was 10. So to, I, I came from a family of all men. So I have six brothers and my dad. So for me, being a girl right off the bat, you're different. Right. And if you're not thin and pretty in the 1950s mentality of my brothers and my dad, right. what are you? You're nothing. What's your value? You're That's zero. your value. You're zero. Okay. So you just need to look cute and um, put on a smile and be the textbook female. And so that's what I did. And I started at 10 and I I basically quit dieting two years ago and I've never looked back. I mean, that's a long journey of dieting. A long time. I mean, that's like 30 some odd years of dieting. Exactly. And what did it feel like? Did you feel empowered by dieting? Did you feel... You know, dieting at its root is control. So yeah. clearly I was trying to control something. And when you are physically different, you, you, everything about me was different compared to the people I lived with growing up. So I think I just, that for some reason, psychologically unconscious, I don't know, was was out of control. So ser- I needed control somewhere. I mean, my dad was an alcoholic, so there's that too. There's that, I know. Well, we there's have that, that piece too. But you know, I that was my, my ability to control what my day looked like. Yeah, and I get that too, because I think I started my first diet at nine, um, I remember I was allowed to, like, I would sneak and emotionally eat after mm-hmm. my mom died and my dad was an alcoholic and usually wasn't home and whatever nanny, you know, we had, I right. had like a gambler nanny and I had like a <laughs> sleepy nanny and yeah, I had like yeah. other nannies. So I would just like ravenously eat like mayo and Swiss cheese sandwiches, but I got a thrill out FYI, of it. FYI, so good. Right. I mean, not going to lie. <laughs> Side Amazing, note. amazing cuisine. All time. Um, But it was just like, it was kind of a little thrill, but I knew it was kind of wrong and I wasn't supposed to be doing, but I did it, you know, and that kind of 
stayed with me, but I, you know, got heavy. And um, when my, my stepmom came in the picture, she's like, immediately it was diet mm-hmm. and it was the half grapefruit and the hard boiled egg, oh right? Yeah. I mean, you've been there. Yeah. Um, and that just started it. Yeah. And I learned like, oh, you know, you, you're gross and fat, you know, and so mm-hmm. you got to not be gross. Right. I mean, who wants to be gross? Who wants to be gross? Can I jump into the gross just real quick? Do you want me to roll? You, you were on the gross. I don't want to stop the flow. But did you, do you oh. want to film anything or just keep it audio? We can just keep it audio. We're okay, good. Cool. Yeah. So you, thank you. You mentioned it, so I just wanted to jump in and ask. Yeah. No, thanks. No. So... You know, so I think for me, I learned, obviously, like you did, like there was value. My value was presenting as a, a pretty, you know, be as pretty as you can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and so dieting just, you know, kind of went from there. And I was bulimic for a long mm-hmm. time, both exercise and, you know, diet. Right. Um, purging, binging and purging. And um, I mean, I didn't stop some of that behavior till like a year ago. Right. I mean, which is wild. Well, they're learned behaviors too that yeah. you, I mean, those take years to get over. For me, I was never a binger or a purger. I did, I did drugs. Yeah. I was on a diet drug from the age of 16 to 45. I mean, and I, the only thing that stopped me um, from doing that, because it sounded super appealing, yeah. was that my mom's passing was likely due to mm-hmm. her being like on an early form of fen-fen and stroking out. Right. So I kind of knew like, I mean, even though I knew pur- binging and purging could also kill me, mm-hmm. I was like, well, but I don't have like hereditary binging and purging killing. Right. You know, right, in my right. family. Yeah. Whereas like this other thing, but I'm like, all I can't of that is it. because of restriction. You don't binge yes. and you don't purge and you don't run 80 miles. Right. You don't do any of that if you're not restricting on a level either physically or emotionally. It's all a result of restriction. So can we talk about that a little more? Because mm-hmm. that's one thing when I first started, thanks to you, starting down this path. Because I had like, again, like you, I just gotten to the point where I'd like met my husband, my now husband, and I was like, uh, you know, my my second husband. And I was like, I can't diet anymore. Right. I just like, and I couldn't believe I was saying that because I'm like, what? Am I an alien? A yeah. woman that can't diet? I'm fucked. Like, yeah. I'm going to be fat and mom jean and moo moo. Like, this is the end of the end. Right. Giving up the ghost. And so when you were kind of taking me through what you'd been learning and studying and working on, and I heard about the restriction piece and how that it wasn't just like my pre-wiring in my body, like some Mm -hmm. chemical thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that I had brought into this world with my DNA. It was like, oh, the restriction is what's making me. Right be obsessed with food completely binge like how do you break that cycle it's really hard it's super hard but if you just hearing that for me freed me on some level like oh that makes so much sense you always want the thing you can't have yeah and then if you can literally have anything you don't think about it it just it's there if you want it you know? So no forbidden fruit type deal. Zero forbidden fruit. I mean, now I'm not saying I'm going to go cheat on my husband and drink a keg <laughs> no. of beer, you know, within <laughs> no. the confines of your, right. what you think is moral okay, and right. right, right? Correct. You do that. But it is, I, I learned a lot from my husband too, because he eats and moves on. He works and moves on. You know, right. nothing is a thing for him. Yeah. And so for me, it was, food was a thing if the house wasn't perfect was a thing, yes. you know, and Huge. you, when you're not restricting, nothing has power over you. So you're taking the power back. You're really. taking it back. Yeah. 
But I mean, didn't it scare you? Because when you first told me about this and then I was reading about it in some of the books like Intuitive Eating, mm-hmm. like The Fuck It Diet. Right, right? Yeah. I was like, I was paralyzed, I would say, with fear about like, oh, my God, I'm going to be as big as a house now right. because uh, I'm just going to yeah. eat everything. That, that's, I mean, that's. I still struggle with that. But when you read the first chapter in Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli, who's a local gal here who's just amazing, you read that 96% of diets fail. You start and stop the euphoria of your first three days on your oh new God. diet. Like who hasn't felt Anyone that, Anyone right? can kill it. You can kill it for three days. So You're powerful. just on it. Yeah. If we went, if I went to my cardiologist and he said, look, I got a 96% failure rate, <laughs> but you're going to come back every eight weeks and pay me 12, you know, however many right. thousands of dollars I spent on it. Lindora, And you're going to continue, exactly. You're going to continue to fail, but I'm going to meet up with you every so often. And this is just going to be our cycle <laughs> for the next 30 years. Yeah, how, I mean, no it's one's insane. buying in. It's crazy. And if you actually look at research, it, it they don't work and the weight regain is so much more than what our natural body set would be not everyone is supposed to look the same okay it, it just is so this is bringing up several one it's bringing up like excitement in me to hear mm-hmm. you talk about this because i'm so on board with this right <laughs> and it's also bringing up like anger in me because sure. we've been sold a bill of goods and and i think one of the things you'd referred me to and i looked at was just looking at women's body ideals over the decades um from the the flapper like boy body mm-hmm. in the 20s mm-hmm. to now the kardashian yeah. you know <laughs> what is that? ideal when i'm like where the fuck were the kardashians yeah. when i had a huge ass exactly. like from birth i mean like yeah. everyone's like oh she's got a fat ass i'm like yo yeah and it wasn't a thing yet i'm yeah. like so you're born you in the started, wrong time? You started yeah, the fat you. ass I trend. Did. My mind's not as lifted as theirs, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to because it's like body image issue, right? Right, so, yeah. Not quite healed. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I get angry because people tell us how to look. We've accepted that. We fight our natural bodies. And then I'm really pissed about, like you're saying, this 96% of diets that don't work. And then our set point keeps getting higher. It's like... Well, the health risks on the loss, regain, loss, regain are so much more than you ever would have dealt with if you had never gone on a diet. And that is, we can't change that. No. So now all we can do is add in to, to make our lives as healthy as they can be by adding in, like taking fish oil and, you know, going for joyful movement, doing all those things is adding in. A diet is taking away. Yeah, so it feels bad. It's all, honestly... It's your thinking that needs to be rewired. And it's that's the hardest component. Because you read that paragraph, 96% of diets fail. You go, yes, aha, got it. But your thinking has not changed. So it's you so go faulty, right back. And it's so you're yeah. like got these ruts in your brain, I it's think, where the all... neurons fire in diet mode. Mm-hmm. But they can be healed. Are you finding that you're, through your work with Evelyn mm-hmm. and like uh, your study, like are you... Yeah, I do. I do. It's a conscious thought process. You have to be, it's like anything new that you want to conquer. You have to think about it while you're doing it. And so the other thoughts come easier, but the new thoughts are starting to show up more and more. It's all practice. And would you say that you have to be super mindful of it every day? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you wake up, you're like, this and is- because it's such a, um, it's going on in my head all the time. I'm still shocked that other people aren't doing it. 
I know. So right? I'm having harder time in conversation because everyone's talking about their paleo and their keto and their, but really what they're saying is, I want to fit in. I want to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to look at them when they're talking to me and I picture that coming out of their mouth instead of their carb count. Okay, because so what that's does all that it is. Feel you know? like then. It's weird. It's yeah. very weird. And I don't participate in a lot of conversations now because yeah. around where we live in Orange County, it is all people talk about. I know. And especially women in our age group and moms in particular, it there are so many issues going on in the world. Like there are people in the Mediterranean right now fleeing Syria. And I'm talking about my carbohydrate count. And how fucked is Do that? Do you know I, mean, I think that's objectively fucked how up. How crazy that is. And it's just, like you said, it's these people hurting for right. belonging, right? And looking. And it is, you know, I'm not going to get all religious. We're all looking to fill up something. Yes. I filled it up with diets. Some people fill it up with drugs. Some people fill it up with alcohol. But you have trained your brain to think one way about this topic and you just have to retrain it and like you said easier said than done (laughs) i mean and especially when you like you said we live in a culture like a broad culture that Mm -hmm. values certain body types i mean i think america you know maybe less in europe but still we're getting to be this kind of like one world culture and i think unfortunately a lot of this bad we are we are but carrie you could go two miles towards bristol yeah. <laughs> where I drop my kids off for high school. Yeah. And you will not see one person that looks like the people that you see walking into Greenleaf. Yeah. You see people working to put food on their table, what worrying about what, you know, right. how they're going to make their rent. And you can go see that at the airport, at Disneyland, in Everywhere. Montrose, Colorado. We we live in Newport Beach, California, where this is one of the sickest, most diet culture obsessed places. Agreed. And it's it is pervasive and it's been made it even harder to be a woman here. <sighs> I feel like and this is another thing I was thinking about too is that I've had a hard time now that I'm embracing the anti diet culture and again really working hard towards intuitive mm-hmm. eating. Um and I still find myself binging. Let's, well, because there's no rules. Ourselves. You don't know what to do without rules. Well, you know, so I'm starting like, well, there's a bag of like, you know, um, freeze-dried pea pods here. I'm mm-hmm. just going to just down that. Well, I mean, so but, I still have a lot of that. But that's because your thought is still restricted. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. so I think as I move in that, one of the things I've done, um, and again, through talking with you and reading is try to clean up my social media feed, right? Completely. And some people would be like, stay off social media. For me, since I'm in PR and marketing right. and a lot of my clients like need social media and I right. have to be up to speed, I don't have the luxury of, of saying abandoning it. Right. Um, but I've been working on cleaning up my feed with more body positive mm-hmm. accounts. And I'll, I'll do, um, we can talk about some of them today if we have time or we can just link them. That and, helped me so okay. much. You just, I, I am not in PR so I can have anything on mine. I got rid of everybody, even close friends. The only personal people I follow are my children. Other than that, it's all body positivity, anti-diet, feminist, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things. Journey to Joy is another great one. But I, what you put in is what you're going to think. So, you know, every morning getting up and going to your phone and looking at, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's working out at the local spin studio is not feeding my desire to be a more 
well-rounded person. So I cleared all of that out. And it really helps. It's sad how much it helps. I mean, it's exciting how much mm-hmm. a shift and like that And how much of a, the world is full of these other people. It's like we live in a bubble, in a bubble. So, <laughs> so I can't believe, oh, this is actually happening in the real world. This is not just me and you, Carrie. This is happening all over the place, just not on 17th Street. I mean, that's a powerful thought, too. And just seeing those accounts when I followed the ones that you suggested, just how much engagement there is. Like and you how said, much of a relief comes from it. You're so like, oh, much. there I am. I got it. But I have to talk about the Ashley Graham effect. Yeah. Trademarked that uh-huh. just now. Um, and that is, like, I followed <laughs> also, um, I'm really obsessed with trademarks that I never pursue. Okay. You know. Jerry's so. really into that, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to say TM now. Um, so to me, like, I've also followed, you know, like, plus size models, right, mm-hmm. to see kind of that. But then I'm like, then I go down this rabbit hole of, like, okay, so I identify with, like, Ashley Graham's body, right? Uh-huh. Sans boobs. I mean, uh-huh. let's be real. Anyone that knows me. But everything else. You can get them. I know, but like, well, Why there's another them? whole yeah. story about that that exactly. I'll save for another time. I, I tried, and like the guy said, like the implants you want are too small. You might as well just like <laughs> stick a ziploc in your bra. I'm like, well, fuck it. Because I, I, I feel like a stripper. They were like bees. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. You don't. I can't even. Um, get he's into like, that. what stripper? Like you'd make no money as a stripper right. if you feel like those are stripper <laughs> boobs. But that's again another topic. But with the Ashley Graham effect, trademark. Um, you know, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of like, well, look how beautiful she is, too. So it's not just like the like I was looking at the plus size models for like some body mm-hmm, validation mm-hmm. and it's still seen as beautiful. But then I'm like, they're also young and beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, I'm not young or, you know, and again, I'm just like, I mean, I'm beautiful. You yeah, know. but I think that what we're trying to get away from is what we've been taught is beautiful. You know, why is it that that is beautiful? What what decided that your vision? That's just what we've been taught you oh my know gosh, see, now you're going really deep and i like it but it's now the I'm truth getting more excited you know who decided that five five who does decide that is there a committee blonde in lululemon is pretty who decided that but really who did i'm that's what i'm saying i'm just wondering like if there's a city council on that right, like i exactly. want to be on that board because i have like so, a you know what am i say, like what are we it? saying then to our kids who aren't don't look like that what are we saying you, right. You, oh, you're nothing. Like you're with nothing. Yeah, our value is is inherent. The minute we're born, our value. Right, just by being. Right. You don't come out five five in Lululemon. <laughs> you Can don't. you imagine? I mean, but if anyone's going to figure that out, some woman in Newport will figure that out. Hundred percent. Little yep. girl, and they'll put it on a. <laughs> Instagram and everyone will run right down to the spin right? place and, and talk about shit it out of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I mean, you're yeah. right. So who decides that? I don't know. But that's what we're taught. Yeah, I don't want to learn. And that's right I mean, now. I mean. And I want to unlearn all that. Me, and I think mm-hmm. raising daughters here has been super challenging for me because of my own, like, do as I say, not as I do. So they'll, yeah. they'll see me probably, you know, I tried to hide a lot of my behaviors from mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they've seen me. They get it. Right. They know I everything. mean, they're not dumb. That's so. Real. Um, you know, they see it and then, but I'm like, you're healthy and you're beautiful as you are. But it's like, but then they, they see me doing shit and then they go out into the world and go, mm, really mom? Cause like this says no. You yeah. Know? And so I don't know. I hate the that. word healthy right now. Like it's, it's, I'm trying not to use it because there's so much moral value put on it. Like you're better than me because you're healthy. You're eating healthy. Yeah, so I'm too. not, I'm trying to completely change my vocabulary. 
So could we talk about some words that people can start thinking about and using instead? Like well, instead trying of to healthy, figure them out. What would like instead well, of healthy be? Instead of healthy, I mean, for me, I'm and I've told you this before, but I'm loving the add-in. You add in behaviors that literally add to your life, and you can I. I mean, that doesn't replace the word healthy, but you add in and that becomes a healthy lifestyle. And it's the antithesis healthy, to restriction. in my opinion. Right. You know, not not healthy by the world's standards. And so like the adding in is like you said, like one of the things that um, has been a real shift for me is adding in movement that I enjoy. So mm-hmm. instead of calling it a workout. Right. Um, which I did at the top of the of the show. So obviously mm-hmm. not quite there yet. Um, but to me, it's like, what do I enjoy doing um, that feels good? You can still good? call it workout because you like going. Right. It's, you know. It's, so it's like, I'm not doing things I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you know, I used to just kill myself working out. And now my whole thing with working out is I, I'm, it's, it's kind of a fine line with goals because then I'm like, oh, I can, you know, right. I can abuse that like I would a drug. Yes, totally. But um, I now want to be able to run three miles because my son, Charlie, he has Down syndrome. You heard me mention him earlier. He can go out and fucking run three miles. And That's, he comes home even run a mile. and he's fine. And I'm like, I have to be able to run three miles. My son can do it. I should be able to and do it. And would you run with him? I mean, I can't. Kind of... He's too fast. So I, <laughs> so I have to, you know, I want that to be a goal. Yes. Now that but could not... be turned into a diet goal, right? right? And then by the end of summer, I'll be this size. No, right. I just want to be able to beat Charlie at three miles. <laughs> so okay? it's not like about bikini body beating Charlie. Zero. I want to be strong enough that if you say to me, you need to run three miles without dying, I could do it. Right. And so that's I'm, a personal that's that goal. And that's okay to have personal yeah. goals still, yeah. even if they're around like quote unquote wellness or fitness right. Right. or whatever. Totally. Thank you. Murphy's yeah. serving us um, filtered water. Filtered, he let us know at the beginning you. of the show that he only offers filtered I water pH, but at whatever. Cargus Studio. So um, we're very excited about that. Yeah. It's not tap. Thank you. Straight up filter. But um, so that's a, that's a way of replacing the moral word healthy, you know? I like that. And it's, I think you're right. There's a vocabulary shift. It's like, if you're doing this change of thinking, there has to be a change of language that goes along with it. And so to me, words are so powerful, huge. And I think that that's one thing with my kids too, um, is that I think they've seen me use words that are like in the comp, the parlance for like almost euphemistic, Mm -hmm. like you've got a healthy body, you know, and that's like, and so you don't have to say bigger. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's hard to watch both my kids um, struggle with body image. Mm-hmm. They both have. I think it's probably a rite of passage here where we where we live. Completely. And I mean, I'm I have boys, so it's a little bit different. They just don't have the pressures that we have. But I don't like that they put pressure on girls. And it's it, like it's because unwitting it's a though. It's not thing. unwitting pressure. No, they were taught that too. Boys right. are better. Girls just need to be thin. Yeah, just be. And like I'm sure that they probably find themselves attracted to a certain body mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. because of conditioning. Right. And it's like I think the thing that was really fascinating to me is once you let go of the restriction and like no food is off limits, quote unquote. Um, you know, like and and because I've dieted my whole life, you know, who knows what my set weight is. Right. Um. And I think that just it was scary to think about, you know, what my body might look like or what it's even supposed mm-hmm, to look like. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I was so out of touch with. Well, and I think that that is a process in and of itself that can be years in the making. Yeah. And I know I'm just starting. But for all sure. I know is when I die, 
I don't want one of my kids to get up there at church at Our Lady Queen of Angels <laughs> and say, my mom was the best exerciser. She just exercised and starved, and it was awesome. She was so good at it, and we're so proud of her. I mean, come on. I mean, that's putting it into perspective. What the That fuck? is just not what I want. But I think a lot of these, you know, and again, without judgment, but I feel badly because a lot of women that we know, that would be like their epitaph right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, that really puts it into perspective, just like we were talking about, like the earning money and counting mm-hmm. calories. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that really the life purpose? And then all the mental space you can free up. And I've noticed even a change in me. And granted, my mind runs all the time, you know, thanks OCD. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, you know, mental health. TM. <laughs> TM, mental health, OCD. <laughs> no. I wish, I'm glad I don't, have a tra- I don't have a trademark on OCD. Because uh, I know that other people suffer. Um, but I think that even this shift with me has freed up a lot of energy mm-hmm. and mind space to think mm-hmm. about other things, like doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this was something that was like I'd always thought about, but I think I had so much time spent worrying about carbs and like, mm-hmm. how am I going to do paleo when I it fills up your brain it keto when I don't brain. like meat? I right. mean, that's yeah. a real mind bender. <laughs> like, I know I don't like eggs, so I'm like, oh fuck, how I do mean, I like, ever right? do keto? It's like I would make myself eat eggs, and I hate oh god, I mean, eggs. and how crazy is that? Spending so your life eating stuff you insane. don't like, and it's so insane. And my husband was always just like, I can't, I just don't understand <laughs> you. And so since I stopped obviously I've put on weight because I'm not a drug addict or starving but um he's so much happier right so much happier because we're just like I'll he'll say do you can you go to lunch today and before I'd be like oh fuck oh fuck um yeah, I don't know if I can be? go to lunch did I eat what did I have for breakfast did yeah. what did I eat I last can't night? eat lunch today uh, you sorry. know what I can't go to lunch just fuck it Jerry don't yeah. even come home yeah please eat. I don't want to see yeah you. Just, I can't just can't. I don't coat. even know and now I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Come on, let's make sandwiches. So much. How much more rich is your life then? I mean, to way me, better. Same. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about like I can. We can go out to a fun dinner, and I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to have the sides. Yeah, it's just not about food. Yeah, at all. That's kind of great, and I do find myself. I don't know about you when you first started, or even maybe now, but when I go a day without like thinking about food, but I've eaten and uh-huh. not been. Yeah, I'm right. like, oh, that was sec. so weird. Yeah, like yeah. is that how other people live? Mm-hmm. And I it's, do. I know. I do. And it's been really powerful for me because I think as a kid, I always felt like a little bit of the weird kid. And it was like, I was always so curious about how other people lived. I think that's why I wanted to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to just study people from the outside. Right. And um, and now I'm like, it's such a great insight to see like, this is how people live and it's super healthy. And watching my husband um, like like finish when he's done he like doesn't have to finish everything and he can save a leftover yeah i'm like girl never did that i'm like what Mm -hmm. Mm. or have it tomorrow it's just it's not about the food yeah and it's so great and it never has been and it never will be but right it's easier to make it about that what are your thoughts on you know like if if you imagine like the average woman in our area listening to this podcast, which I hope they will. Well, they'll just be like, oh, there she is. She's always, she's the fucking mouthy one. Yeah. It's fine because you, it's scary to hear this because if you're, this is what you've put your life into. It's like, no, 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 that I don't want to hear that. You know, yeah. I can't, I'm not, I can't do that. Well, that's fine. She's just going to be fat. That's fine. Right. You know, that's what I feel like I get a lot of looks like people just like, even when I kind like of she's just giving up. Yeah. Just giving up. And, and I'm I, not giving up. No. I'm I'm so 
you know, you're sort of the opposite of giving up. I mean, this yeah. is like where this is tough and it's work. really scary to go yes. out into this area and say this because the fat phobia in our world, but very, you know, more so here is so real and so alive. And then you put that on, you look at life through that lens and you go, oh my gosh, the phobia and the the bias against people of anything. So if you're biased against me, I'm white, I'm blonde, I'm, you know, I live comfortably, I'm a little chubby and there's bias. I mean, what if I were, you know, like a proud disabled, black woman that or like, what if I were my son? Right. Who is just, you know, who's seen as disabled. He's not disabled. He's like I said earlier, he kicks my ass right. running, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. But, you know, the bias on it, there's just this topic, Carrie, is so huge. You know, we could get into to that, and that's a whole nother level, right? You know, so it it started with food and freeing yourself from the diets and the all of that, but it's just bigger. It's so much bigger, and it's how we treat people. It's it's just it's huge. And so I think I definitely want to do future podcasts, and you have to hold me the, to this with you on kind of the, the, not kind of, on the feminist aspect mm-hmm. um, and the control piece of... Well, it's just keeping us busy. Yeah. Think of what I would have done. Because, I mean, you know, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I'm pretty bright. Exactly. So think of what I could have done. With all that time and energy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm happy with my choices. I no, I chose course. to raise my kids and right. be, do that. But just the time you waste on thinking about yourself and how the world relates to you, my God, get over it. Well, it's never too late to take it back. Like I think we talked about the cognitive dissonance of like hearing this message because I had it too and I still have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have it when I look at like the, you know, kind of like the, the body positive like imagery on my insta feed i'm like mm-hmm. okay carrie like don't judge her like you know what i mean like you have fat phobia totally i have fat phobia because i'll look at her and go at least i'm not it's totally like why well, i look and it's a body her. positive account yeah. and how fucked up is like well at least i'm yeah. not as fat yeah, as her exactly i mean but hello I, newport beach lululemon no. i mean we this is who we are we have to change who we are Exactly. And that's a lot of work. And we're working on it. So we'll definitely future podcast about this because I think we have just scratched yeah, the well, surface. Yeah, well, fat phobia and feminism. Oh, my gosh. My God. Can, before we close out this, our first inaugural amazing podcast, <laughs> um, can we talk a little bit about, you know, any favorite books? And again, I'll do links. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, books For sure, or websites, you got to start with um, Evelyn Triboli's yeah. Intuitive Eating. Like, it's, that's the Bible. Yes. And, you know, I... Um, just don't turn it into a diet. So a side note, when you're when you're reading it, listen to Isabel Fox and Dukes, her podcast. Loved her. She's the queen. Like, she's where it's at. Yeah. Okay. And then clean out your feed. Get rid of anyone that doesn't make you feel good. Okay. You know? And I think it's important. And I, I like the Fuck It Diet book. I, I really love, it. love. So Caroline Dooner. Mm-hmm. Love her. I'm um, actually starting her book club on Sunday. Stop Today's it. The last I saw day to that. Join if you oh, really? Do it. I'm yeah. going to have to join because, I'm doing it. yeah, it's just like I, I'm getting a chill even thinking about like yeah. how much I love the title of that book. Yeah, me and it too. was so great. Um, and I watched the Embrace documentary. Yeah, I um, did too. And Taryn Brumfit yeah, is she's running great. the Adelaide I, Marathon. I feel like Australia is ahead of us. Yeah. And, and again, that it was interesting. I was asking an Aussie friend of mine, I'm like, 
what first of all why are you all so cool uh-huh. in general with that cool accent right i mean that's a yeah. bigger, i don't know how yeah. that started so that's a whole you know <laughs> I, and i wouldn't even do a podcast on it because we're just accepting that they're cooler okay um, but they are ahead of us they and are. a lot of the body positive accounts and even the plus size models mm-hmm. that i follow my mm-hmm. feed are aussie in life they are um just they're more accepting i know okay. that the rate of um children born with down syndrome is higher there because they keep their babies oh see knowing that they're gonna have a, a developmental disability yeah but it's, so there's just a sense of life there. Yeah. But I do like her book and I like her documentary. Yeah, and I and I'm glad that she's now raising funds on, um, you know, for an embrace for kids. For kids, yeah. She wants to make another. Do, that documentary would be great to do again with kids. I think so too. Yeah. And so I'm glad that she's that pursuing sure. it. Yeah. So embrace. And then I really like Body Kindness, the book I gave you yes, by Rebecca love. Stritchfield. It's really good, and that has a lot of the add-on spiral up rather than take away. Yep. Messages. Okay. And, um, but Isabel Fox and Duke, I love um, the food psych too. It's a pod, another okay. podcast, our competition. So, you're so good. I was like, you're so good at listening to podcasts. Yeah, I like love how I'm like doing sets. a podcast, but I'm like, I only listen to true crime podcasts. So I'm like, <laughs> everyone's like, what kind of, what, what are you going to riff on? Like, as far as format, I go, I wouldn't know because I'm not doing a crime podcast. Yeah, so. well, I mean, our idol is Dak Shepard, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, he's he has amazing. nothing to do with diet culture. No. But, yeah, no, I love the food psych, and I love, love, love Summer in and in It's called the Re- Fearless, Fearless Rebel Radio. Okay. She's awesome. So everyone listen to Alana's ideas I would just go to podcast, go to wherever you get your podcast, and just put in body positivity or diet culture, and all you can search them, and yeah, they'll come up. perfect. Or you'll link them. I will link. Um, And then any parting thoughts that you, I mean, we'll be talking together again soon on this. I mean, I just think I'm so grateful that I came to this however late I am. And it's it's possible for everybody. And it's not just about the diets. You know, it, we need to change our world. Yes. And I'm hearing a lot of this from other moms. Mm -hmm. Um, about it, the whole host of issues that we'll talk about on this host. podcast. I mean, it but just goes on and on and on. But I think this is a, a great place to start. I felt very compelled. And I want to thank you for um, not only being my guest today, but also for helping me along this journey and being, kind well. of, I would say, a sponsor um, <laughs> for me because... Hello, my name is Alana. Right? <laughs> it's really been cha- like life-changing well, and I'm excited I, and I truly believe it's never too late to have second third fourth fifth a million chapters in your totally. life and this is my new chapter and I'm excited and I know people like you said have been asking like what's up with Carrie you right know? yeah um but I love just putting it out there and just you know and it hopefully... takes a lot of courage where we live you know we're yeah. not we're saying things that aren't typical right and so you need to you know know that that is that's a big step in and of itself is just to open your mouth and say i i don't diet right it feels good and then mm-hmm. people are still recommending diets to me so For i sure. think that's yeah, yeah they yeah. and they will just and they're doing it out of the kindness change. yeah yeah but i just want everyone to know on the record that if you're hearing this like yeah. thank you for your kind thoughts but you can stop recommending right. diets or, or any kind of eating it's just regimen. not about the food yeah so there you go. Yeah. It's not about the food. Closing thought. Thank you, Alana McGee. Thank you. We'll Carrie. see you again soon. See you soon. All right.